0: Investing should be easy. Hello and welcome back to Investing Should Be Easy on April 24th, 2019. Beautiful evening. I'm your host, Alex Richwagon, and coincidentally, the author of several books, including the investment book, Investing Should Be Easy. So in tonight's show, we are going to go through a few different topics. Last week, uh, we had a special guest, Kobe, our, techni- our local technical trader, and he asked a few different questions around um, portfolio review. I also mentioned we want to talk about APIs, which are Application Programming Interfaces, and what exactly does that mean? And then the last thing is our um, quick IPO up We're going to hit each one of those different segments in, uh, in kind of that order. We'll jump around just a little bit. So, in... Last week's show, one of the things that um, we talked about and started talking about in depth was around APIs. So an API, for lack of a better term, is it's an application program interface. And what does that mean to the everyday consumer? In order for Lyft and Uber to get up off the ground faster than what they were doing, they had to make connections. They had to make connections to your phone, to your contacts to your email account, to a PayPal account, to a um, a GPS built inside your phone. They had to create connections with each one of these different items. And that's how it works as far as what an API does. This segment has been growing at a rapid, torrid pace over the last 12 months. It caught my eye. I um, One of the There's many different ways on finding different stock ideas. You can use technical analysis, fundamental analysis. You can use a common sense for projects, gadgets, uh, companies that you use all the time. Or you can do research. I do a little bit of everything. And one of the research tools that I use, um, I read uh, Fortune magazine on a monthly basis. And I find there are sections beyond the insightful articles that they offer really good ideas. One of the ones I picked up on was an article titled Bidding on Text Building Blocks. So think about it in terms of this. Again, I use the terms Lyft and Uber. They built their platform using a whole bunch of APIs in order to make their system work and go, how do we make getting a cab easier? I mean, that's the fundamental question that they had to solve. Another easy way to think about an API is, um, you've heard of like Weather, Weather Channels and Weather Underground. They, they actually sell access to their uh, Weather Data API. So here's an example. If you had a small business website that had a form to sign up clients for appointments, let's say you wanted to fill up a calendar and you were offering one hour time slots, similar to like a doctor's office and you wanted to give them the ability to automatically create a Google calendar event with details for that appointment. So the API comes in is to have your website server talk directly to Google server with a request to create an event with the given details. The server would then receive Google's response, process it, send it back relevant information all seamlessly, even with a confirmation message to the user. So again, I'm a store owner, I'm a doctor, this is a made-up solution, by the way. I'm not a doctor. It's um, you want to give people the ability to make appointments on your schedule. And instead of, you know, using a lot of other software, you could literally, if you had the right technology person in place, you could say, hey, tap into an API and allow people to create appointments using Google's calendar. They would talk to each other, literally. Um, you know, the servers would talk to each other, and voila, then you kind of move forward. So your natural next question here is, well, Alex, what do I do? What companies do you recommend? Um, did you see anything inside Inside Fortune? Great next question. So uh, yes, I did. There's three different companies that I, um, I saw, and I would tell you that two have been on absolute fire over the past uh, 12 months, and as of late over the past month or so, um, up over 20%. And one of them is up over 25, uh, yeah, 25%, 30% really, really doing well. So the first one we're going to talk about is bandwidth and bandwidth is, it's a telecom, it's a telecom API and they hit, ha- they have this, they have an ability to connect um, communications, if you will. And bandwidth is, was trading around the mid-50s. Right now, it's upwards in the low 70s. It's had a good 15-point jump since uh, the article came out in Fortune. Don't know if it's uh, related or not. But the stock symbol is BAND. And again, that is a API for communications. And right now, the valuation is just starting to come up to where it should be. It was trading around uh, 18 times last year's revenue on on the um, the last section, and five times it's 2004, um, $204, $204 million in revenue. So they've got a lot of room to do things, and it's proven out over the last year. And just to give you an understanding of yeah, bandwidth over the last year, I'm gonna look this up on the fly because I don't have the information on my screen. And let me go to a year. So right now, trading at around seventy-two dollars a share, and almost a hundred percent return in a year. It was trading around just a year ago. It um, actually no bandwidth hasn't even been around that long. I didn't know. I thought it's been around longer. It started trading um, this year. Hold on a second. No, nope, I had the wrong graph. So I'm wrong. It has more than doubled. More than 100% return in over a year since uh, April of 2018. Company debuted in 2017, trading at $5 a share. You would be really happy. And these are the kind of things that should get on top of a little bit further. But we could probably use this idea to find out other company APIs. That's something that I want to look at and investigate and possibly come back to you in a later show. So I'm going to make myself a little note that's something that we want to follow up on is use this idea. Find out what other ideas are are shortly thereafter and maybe haven't hit where bandwidth is right now. Another one I want to mention is called Okta. Okta sells, they do um, identity management APIs, so that way you, me, and everybody else who hates keeping passwords, guess what they do? They eliminate the hassle of passwords. That API, really, really hot. So Okta, um, another game-changer right here, up over 120% since last year and up almost under 20% in the last month. So another really hot uh, API name that I like. And the last one is Atlassian, which is um, it's, it's Team. Uh, their stock symbol is Team, and they basically play with other APIs, and they have a feature product called Jira, That's used by many organizations, um, very top organizations, and uh, the product called JIRA is used in project management under the Lean Agile discipline. If anybody's familiar about project management, I'll give you a quick, um, you know, way back when. uh, Most companies used an approach called Waterfall. Waterfall was, tell me what you want me to build. I'm going to go in my lab, go for six months, 12 months, and I'll come back and build it for you. Lean Agile says... No, we're going to work in iterations and sprints, if you will. And instead of you tell me what you want in your business model, I've changed in six months. I work with you in two to four week sprints and say, you gave me a small minimum increment. This is what I'll start building. I'm going to start building and keep building and keep building and keep checking in with you instead of waiting until all of a sudden you might not even want the product anymore. So that's what lean agile is a very high level. And Again, Jira is the product that Team uh, builds, and Team is uh stock symbol. Another um, way that I got heard, this was pretty interesting, it says, basically, if, um, if you had a team of coders that ran a cookie, factor, cookie factory, um, Atlassian's product would supply the baking sheet to make sure that it goes through. So I thought that was pretty clever as far as a way that they're connecting the API in order to help businesses flow better. So that's a really high level of three companies. What an API is, again, it's an application programming interface. It connects servers, connects different companies' information together to make it easier on everyday consumers to do things by giving up a little bit of, um, yes, I'm okay with sharing my Facebook profile. With this other website to log in, so I don't have to log in every single time and manage my account and password. That's exactly what an API does. So if you've got a Facebook account, you say, use my profile, you already logged in, and you want to log into another service. That's exactly what it does. So I hope that helps. If you have any questions, um, anything that's confusing there, alex.richwagon at gmail.com. That's alex.richwagon at gmail.com. The next item we're going to hit, um, you know, we're going to probably save the IPO updates. Pinterest did come out last week with about a 25%, uh, 30% pop. I unfortunately did not get to see the IPO because I did not uh, qualify, which is um, sad on my part because that would have been uh, pretty cool to talk about this week. But um, they, they came out well. They, they seem to have a good business model in place. I talked about some of the numbers last week that they – grew last uh, year about $750 million in revenue. They reduced some of their um, outstanding expenses by about 50%, and they seem to have a really quality, um, you know, very successful debut about a week ago. The one question that I do want to spend most of the time with um, for the rest of the show this week is a portfolio update. So, Kobe put me on the spot and asked me, said, well, you know, we're talking about portfolios and how is your portfolio doing and how are you thinking about this stuff? How's your portfolio doing year to date? Well, I thought about it a lot and I don't really think it's a good gauge, and let me explain why, to judge a portfolio based on four full months of the year. It's only, it's just less than, it's like a quarter and a half almost. As we approach, as we're into the second quarter and we're well underway in earnings season, I don't think you want to judge a portfolio based on four short months. Um, mine's doing very well. Um, I think it's up uh, 15, 20% year to date. However, <laughs> take that with a grain of salt. And the reason why is I think everybody that had money invested in the stock market got hammered. Um, on their portfolio between September and I say early December, if you will. I mean, the average portfolio loss was something like you know 10 to 20 percent, depending on your level of aggression with the stock market. So, does it really make sense for me to judge? You know, I lost you know 10, 15 percent in the fourth quarter. I'm up 20 percent now. Does that really make sense? No, not really. I think you got to look at things over a much longer Uh, span of time, if you will. And we can talk more about that stuff, but I I, I just want to reiterate that point. I don't think it's a, it's not a good gauge. Um, You can't really judge a full portfolio based on such a short time window. And I think this kind of touches on some of the mailbag questions I've got recently is, you know, when do you sell? How long should you invest? Um, You got to look at investing as a long-term strategy. It's not a you know, I'm trying to make, you know, a hundred bucks tomorrow. No, no, I want to make thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars over a 30 year time horizon. That's a realistic goal of, I want to retire early. I want to have realistic expectations. I want to be able to afford a nice house. i maybe treat my family to things, but those are, I would say much more realistic expectations to say, I'm going to start slow. I'm going to invest often. I'm going to, use this as a long-term strategy, and I'm going to stay the course. That's that's kind of what the show that I'm building and the, the book that I wrote, Investing, should be easy because to look at a such a short-term window of four months does not do a bit of justice on what you really should be looking at. However, I did do some research based on the books. I think that it paints the best... Um, picture of how my portfolios are doing. I'll probably have to refresh this. Um, I did a quick scan over it, um, but let me come back with the exacts. Um, I'll, I'll come back next week and confirm some of the numbers. So, in in 2015, when I when I published uh, Investing Should Be Easy, I laid out three potential portfolios and provided some options and how to set up a, port- a portfolio from scratch. And I'll give you kind of a high level of what was the composition, if you will, of the portfolio portfolio was what I call, um, there was a good 30% to 50%, depending on your level of aggression, um, paid to the fort. The fort is a collection of exchange traded funds, which are very mutual fund like baskets of stock that will ultimately give you a lot of stability and gives you a representation over sectors, um, market capitalizations, or just a good, solid foundation of the market. And then there was different stocks and everything else that are recommended that ranged from uh, Facebook to Twitter to natural gas companies to sort of some technology. There was some pharmaceutical. There's a little bit of everything. And how did they do? Well, depending on if you looked at the – depending on your allocation, like that's the – I think the hardest part is if I gave you 10 stocks and you – allocated $1,000 across, so $10,000, that's unrealistic because most people get interested in a specific stock or specific section, and they want to put more money in there. So it it doesn't happen that usually often, especially from my experience, Um, but depending on if you did choose an evenly weight, which is the only way that I could possibly give you that um, portfolio performance if you will if you did I- evenly distribute the money across the three portfolios, your yielding range and this was as of 2018 because um, that's when I you know looked at it from a three year stretch the average range of return was between 24 so three years pet three year period about eight percent return up to a 54 percent return on investment over a three year period. Fifty-four percent, and that, of course, you, you don't have to you know go too far into think of which one's fifty-four. The aggressive one, the aggressive portfolio usually wins, but you've got to be able to stomach those losses over a long period of time. So let's just use the numbers. Let's say you put a, um, a ten thousand dollar investment, and you close your eyes, and you woke up in uh, the end of twenty eighteen. You would have yield yielded a twenty a twenty four hundred dollar um, to a fifty four hundred dollar gain. Now, if you think, put that in context versus a typical checking account, which may pay you a dollar or two dollars, maybe ten dollars a year, that's such a huge difference. And think about it in terms of you know, you started in 2015 when I published a portfolio, published everything else, and you said, you know what, I'm just going to go with this. Um, You'd be sitting on. Almost a you know a fifty percent plus gain if you in the aggressive, or at least a twenty percent plus gain if you use more of the um, conservative approach. This doesn't even take account if if I had a losing position, I would sell a portion of it towards the end of the year for tax losses. If you added more to the portfolio, let's say you started with ten thousand, maybe you added fifty dollars a month, the increase of in portfolio could be almost another couple thousand dollars. It, it really, really goes into some of those different angles to understand like how your money would move. Again, the portfolios it had a good portion of ETFs. I believe they were Vanguard products at the time. I since then like the Fidelity products a little bit more. Um, they charge lower fees I like their platform a little bit easier. It's, it's easier to use. Um, they're trading, uh, I think it's like $5 a trade in Fidelity. But then I, I laid out a bunch of stocks that I liked at the time that I did all the research, all the, you know, the heart, the heavy lifting. And for what you you pay for a book, that's maybe 10, 12 bucks, a dollar a month that could have yielded you, um, thousands of dollars. That to me is a really smart move. And I think, uh, really should answer to Kobe's question of, you know, how's your portfolio doing? Like that is like, right there in writing published and something that you really can't um, dispute because it was published and I put myself out there to go do so. And I think that's the only way to kind of roll and make a portfolio of like what you're ultimately trying to help people. Cause that's what the purposes podcast is about is to help you get smarter and me get smarter. Um, you know, I've already kind of taken away an idea saying, Hey, bandwidth um, the company came out. It's up. It started out trading at five dollars a share. It's up to seventy-two dollars. The return on that is crazy. It's almost mind. It's almost game-changing, um, life-changing. If you had the right money, the right opportunity, and the right um, timing to do that, and had the opportunity to go and invest in something like that, I wish I did it. But again, I learned something today. I want to deep deep diver, um, dive deeper. I can't even talk. Dive deeper into the uh, API world and see what else I can find. And maybe bring ideas like that because I think that's what this podcast is about is getting smarter, learning together, and see if we can help each other with um, some more questions. I got um, some questions. I think we'll take that next time. Um, I don't know if Kobe will be back next week, but we'll, uh, we'll check in and we'll see what's going on there. So um, that's where we're going to leave today's show. Um, if you have any questions, comments, or uh, feedback, reach that at uh, alex.richwagon at gmail.com. That's alex.richwagon at gmail.com. Hope you have a wonderful evening, and I'll see you in seven days. Bye, guys. Alex Richwagon is an investment research analyst. Any of his recommendations are that of Mr. Richwagon. The information presented is the opinion of his and only his research. You should not base your investment decision based solely on his opinion. Remember, it's your money and your responsibility.